Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. everybody uh it's andy richter and i am here with a podcast called the three questions as i am every week uh but i'm very happy today because i'm i get to talk to somebody who i have been a fan of for a long time uh i first got to know her on the internet uh from her uh she did did hilarious videos uh lampooning her mother um, and which I think is probably how most people know you, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alyssa Limparis is her name. Thanks so uh, much for having me. She's another Greek. I talk to Greeks all the time. Uh, is that right? You see, that's why it's a good podcast. That's why I say yes to this because he's, every time I get a podcast, I say, has he talked to, has the hosts yeah. talked to other Greek people? How I many Greek yes. he talked how to? How many Greek he talked to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> friend of mine, uh, uh, Dino Samatopoulos. Do you know Dino? He's I should. A, I he's should. A, he's, a, he's, a, he's a writer. Uh, he was a Conan writer. He works cool. a lot with Dan Harmon, but he told me that he lived, he grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. And when his parents moved from Greek town out to the suburbs, his yaya took him around as a little boy, <laughs> his grandma, that is, Yes. when he, he was like maybe five or six. And she went door to door no. knocking and saying, you Greek? And if they said if they said no, they would then she go, okay, fine. Until she found some Greeks. And then she became friends with them for life. You Greek? Door to door. It's so threatening. It's yeah, so yeah. threatening. You Greek? You Greek? I, I will be if, will. if it keeps the evil eye off me. <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, that's it. And like it's it's so crazy. And then if someone is Greek, I mean, if you go into a Greek restaurant and you tell them you're Greek, they just give you the whole menu. They give it all. To, uh, they're like, you're, the you're you're not going to pay. You're not going to yeah, pay. Yeah, uh-uh. yeah. 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 No, I do. I have I have Greek friends. I've been to Greece. I love it. It's a, it's it, it truly is like a wonderful. I mean, David Sedaris's favorite thing or famous thing as a Greek, he said the Greeks uh, invented democracy, <laughs> built the Acropolis and called it a day. <laughs> <laughs> they really did and they, yeah, they really, really did. did they really did they've done uh, enough now we can relax right yeah. exactly come on we started you guys on culture now you you take it you take it we're gonna have uh, a long lunch yeah <laughs> well uh Alyssa, for those of you who don't know is a very talented uh comedian writer uh, you do do you do stand up i don't know do you do don't you well yeah that's sort of 
I do do stand-up. That's how I started. And that's where this show, the special started was like, that was before I ever did sketch or anything. I was actually doing stand-up. And then I moved for a bit towards sketch and character work. But yeah, Mm -hmm. my origins are in improv and stand-up. In improv and stand-up. Yeah. uh, And what she's referring to, for those of you who don't know, is uh, she's got a great, a great special that I saw last night. Uh, It's on Peacock and it's called No Bad Days. And it's basically telling the story of uh, the death of your dad. Six years ago, was it? Seven years? Six and a half now. Yeah, it'll be seven in the fall. Yeah. And he and and it's just a big love letter to him. Um, And and we'll get into that because we'll start. Uh, yeah, we'll save the fun stuff for we'll last. Save the f- yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't spoil uh, it. Don't spoil a, it. Yeah, he's But it's he's a very good. funny show. I mean, Thank it's, you. you know, it's not, it's, I mean, it's, you know, there's some tears, but there's also mostly laughs and it's really fun and a lot Thanks. of energy. I really enjoyed it. It's really great. Um, but you, you're from... You're from New England, yeah? Totally, yeah. I'm from Massachusetts, but I'm from Seekonk, so it's right on, like, the Rhode Island border. Uh, yeah. I went to school in Rhode Island and everything. My mom's from Rhode Island. My dad's from Lowell, Mass. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a specific, specific geography. I mean, totally. I think even, even, like, that southern Massachusetts is different. Yes. It's different than Definitely. the rest of Massachusetts. Yeah. Yeah, and even the accent. It's, it's yeah, the... Cranston, Rhode Island accent is like some blend of New York and Boston, it feels. It's yeah. like, it's different yeah, yeah. than Boston. Yeah, it's got right. some more, yeah. And it seems more, uh, it sounds, it's like when I moved to New York from Illinois and I would hear some people talking on the street, I'd be like, why are they arguing? And then I, <laughs> after time, realized, oh no, they're, they're just, just talking. talking. They're just talking. <laughs> just Every, everything sounded like, you know, like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, totally. Everything is so animated. Everything is like, and that's what I always had fun with, with the mom videos was like uh, events that should just be calm and fun, just get so chaotic. And there's just so much energy and volume yeah. on everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, there is, there just seems to be, and I don't know if it's an older, generation thing of just people that just it's like this thing of like what you're not gonna have stress you're not gonna be stressed what are we, you talking about then what like, are we gonna do yeah like it's, <laughs> there's gotta be do? stress yeah, yeah. Exactly. we gotta be anxious about something all the time and it you know it's just when, it's so weird when I moved to LA my mom asked me all the time if I was like on weed because she was because I was so calm I think I was just so used to yeah, I didn't realize you could you could live a life that was this calm. Right, and, uh, right, Yeah, right. it was like, you don't have to be stressed. But I think weather does a lot to that, too. You're, like, constantly fighting with the with the weather on the East yeah. Coast. Here, you're just like, it's, yeah, it's nice out. What oh, am I, I going to do? Yeah. That's, th- this place, also, this place is such a nice place to be broke if you're broke. Totally. Like, in my early days, it was like, oh, my God, this is so... So, like, you could really be broke here and not totally. be that unhappy. No, you know? totally. If you're broke yeah. and you and you have a car, you're good. You're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, now you ha- and you you're one of two kids, right? One of two kids. You have a brother. Yeah, yeah. And he's in New York. Yeah. Now, and your your dad's Greek and your mom's Italian, right? No, I'm actually. They're both tech. I grew up like 100 percent quote Greek Greek Orthodox, but then. As we grew up, my aunt did a test and found out that we're actually quite a bit, like 25% Italian. Oh, wow. wow. But I grew up culturally Greek Orthodox. Pretty much Greek, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So is it, and is there's not really, is there the same pressure in the Orthodox Church to have a bunch of kids as there is in the Catholic Church? I 
think so. Yeah. I think so. So what, Again, you, why, why didn't your parents come on? They should have cranked out a few more. Yeah, I know. No, it's definitely not. I, I don't think it's quite uh, as much as in the cat. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But there are big fans. I think it's more like maybe the thing that I felt more was your extended family is just very large. Like yeah. the, the amount of cousins and second cousins and third cousins, that is very big. And that, yeah, yeah. there's an emphasis on that, perhaps. And is that what you grew up with? You yeah. Up with, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I grew That's up a, with just, yeah. That can be. Now, is there a, a downside to that? Because there is kind of, it seems like. The more people that you know, it there is nice. There's this community, but also it is like, oh my god, the more people know what you're up to. Right, right. You know? I do think that there's a combo. I think like when I, I first got to New York City after, because then I went to a small college too. I went to a small college in, in Vermont, and so when I got to New York, I do remember feeling like, holy shit, I'm free. I can just walk around. No one knows me. No one cares about me. Like I can just sort of be a free agent in a way that felt very liberating and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Probably based from, yeah, growing up, knowing, small town, big family, small college. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like how many cousin, how many aunts and uncles and cousins were around? Okay, so like technically speaking, I really only have one main aunt and uncle on each side. Like both my parents just have one other sibling. Yeah. But then my mom side, I have like so many people I called cousins because all of, she grew up down the street from all of her cousins and then yeah, their kids yeah, felt yeah. like my cousins. So, so second cousins, too, second cousins, yeah, third yeah. cousins or yeah. like a plenty. And yeah, that, that was, I would say the majority, but then on my dad's side, it was a bit smaller, but that's where we would spend all of our summers with his side of the family yeah. in New Hampshire. Yeah. And what, what did your, did, did your mom work? My mom? Yes. My mom's a teacher and my dad was a sheet metal salesman. Oh, wow. Yeah. And is that something, he had he always been in that business? Like, was that a family business or anything? Or? No, no. He was, uh, he worked at Motorola for a while in, in um, like, not the sales side. So whatever the other side is. I don't, I don't know. know. He, he, it was always just like, he wore a, yeah, he had a briefcase and he worked from like nine to six. And uh, then yeah. at a certain point, he switched to sales of sheet metal. And he really liked that because I think it had more flexibility in his schedule because he was on such a rigid schedule. That's what I, now that I'm an adult, I'm like, man, both my mom and my dad for so many years just worked a like steady every single day. I know. Going, that's, it's really. And when you yeah. get used to like this life too. Right. Like, I, I mean, just for me, something that I've been really having like lately, you know, from, you know, I, I, I've worked a fair totally. amount and, yes. I, and I mean, and I've worked long days and I have worked, you know, and I, I was never afraid of work, but then just like, as my life has played out, like for 11 years, I was on the Conan show, yeah. which, you know, there'd be things that we'd go do, but an average That's day true. of the Conan show, I mean, I was in around, you know, nine thirty ten, and I'd go home at six. Yeah. And that was four days a week. Fridays, we didn't do shows, but, you know, we'd go, I'd go in, but kind of just, you know. Yeah. I'm I'm so afraid that, like, I'm going to get a job now where I have to work hard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I need a job right now. I really totally. want a job. But, <clears throat> like, the notion yeah. of, of getting on a show where I'm going to have to work, like, for four months solid, or say six months solid, 12 hour days. I'm like, Oh my God, I am really not used to that. I'm going to have to get yeah. my chops back. 
I know. Yeah. We kind of live a little bit of a, yeah, it's, it's a more fluid lifestyle. You're still working a lot, but it's a little yeah. bit more on your own schedule. I think the pandemic changed a lot of that too. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of people who feel that way who are even just working now yeah, from home. Yeah. And, you, and yeah. by the way, listeners, you're free to hate me for uh, being like, yeah, I might have to work 12 hours a day. You're free to hate me. I know. I understand but what I don't even think it's, thing that thing I don't say. even know if it's like the 12 hours a day, but I do think it's the maybe like, it's just uh, like my dad was in a cubicle. I guess there's just something about that to me. Yeah, it's even like yeah, I waitress yeah. for a while and even waitressing, like every day someone new is coming in. There's some new stimuli, but the idea of, yeah, the yeah. The cubicle of it all is is. Do you online. have yeah. Do you have attention stuff? Do you have like a t- ADD kind of stuff? Do you think? I I don't think I have ADD. Uh, yeah. Not that side of things. Uh, yeah, I would. Uh, I know you got depression, but I mean everybody knows that about. Yeah, you. everyone knows that at this yeah. point. Uh, yeah, uh. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, look at me. I'm a huge bummer. Everyone knows that. You walk in the room. Oh my god, Eeyore. It's her. Here's it's her. Stuff. It's her. No, but, I yeah. Just, no, I have a lot of anxiety. My, but uh, it's more just like. Oh, maybe overthinking overthinking kind of yeah, versus yeah. ADD. Yeah. yeah, because that's for me, that notion. And I mean, it was kind of odd that I ended up kind of doing the Conan show because one of the things that I set out to do was not see the same faces all the time. <laughs> yes. Like I started out in film production, working freelance. And I really was like, it's always a different job. It's yes. always changing. You know, one week it's, you know, one week it's a Sears commercial. The next week, it's a Wheaties commercial. <laughs> and, you know, and yeah. and then and because it's freelance, it's different people. So totally it was not I didn't set out to be like, I want to work in the same place for a long time. And that's another thing I think that is. You know, watching the office is fun from from, a, <laughs> from an outside perspective, but the idea of being in that place with all those people is really kind of a bummer, which I think is the point. Okay, but then I would say, okay, now we can, uh, this is like against what I'm saying, but I'll also, because when you said the commercial thing, I'm like, I will also say, even with Conan, like, I really loved, I feel like that was one of the first gigs, which you totally uh, made possible, by the way. So thank you so much for bringing me into the fold. You You guys had such a great, I just really loved the, yeah, the show. You guys had such a great vibe. And I remember feeling like, oh, it's nice coming back to the same place multiple times because sometimes when you're on the, project to project, commercial to commercial, one-off job to one-off job. There is so much time spent, like, just getting to know people, getting to know your environment. And then by the time you get to know everything, you're on to the next job. Right. And that that can get exhausting. As much as it's exciting, that can get exhausting. And then when you're on a gig for a while, you're like, okay, I don't have to worry about all that. I can just worry about the yeah. comedy or the acting of it, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, I, yeah that, is, that, is, that is true. And that was all, and I mean, and that's why we ended up, and, you know, and it's why I gave somebody your name was yeah. because I was like, when we found people that were good, use them again. You know, like why go, why throw out a net into stranger, the right. world of strangers every time, you know, people are good. And that's why, you know, when we started in New York, we had all those UCB people. Yes. You know, I mean, Amy Poehler was on the show a bunch and totally Matt Walsh and Matt Besser was on the show and Ian Roberts did a bunch of stuff and Andy Daly and a bunch, you know, you could totally you know, a bunch of guys. And uh, and and women. Um, but it was it was really. Uh, it makes the show better, too. I mean, there were so many, you know, you're one of those people that I would always say you can think of a bit and it has X amount of funny on the page. The idea is to hire somebody that gives you X plus <laughs> as opposed yeah. to like somebody that you got to like push to get to. X. Totally. You totally. know what I mean? And you're, which you're UCB one of those, is. Well, thanks. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You're one of those people that could do that. And UCB, all those UCB people were that way too. Like, totally. I have an idea. All right, let's hear it, you know. And that training was so helpful because, I, yeah, I, I'm i really glad for that training, even if I'm not, like, performing improv. I'm like, oh, but that that training helps in, yeah, all those situations. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, you don't, yeah. It, yeah. Uh, you know, improv doesn't, you know, some people, it's a religion. It, and for me, it's yeah. like, it was a really good place to learn. And totally. it was a really fun thing to do. And I still enjoy it. But I kind of like, you know, no, I, you know. It's a tool I have versus something that I want to, yeah, land yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Well, were you always a funny kid? I mean, I, I, you know, from seeing the show, I could tell you. And I mean, your mom must be funny. Yeah, is she she's funny or is she unintentionally funny? I think she's unintentionally funny, but also uh, t- she's funny too. But my dad was super sharp and super funny. Yeah. He was, they were different types of funny. Like my mom, I would say is a, as my videos are a bit more like, yeah, physical and uh, mannerisms wise, she's very funny. But my dad was very, he wouldn't quite say as much, but what he would say was very smart yeah. and very funny. But also like just at the end of the, at the end of the piece, there's just like a little shot of him dancing with somebody. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, it was that, that was that your mom that he was dancing? That's me. Or is that you? Oh my gosh. I didn't even recognize you at that. Um, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. That's just, me. That's me. <laughs> just the way that he's dancing. I was like, that's a funny guy. You totally. know what I mean? Like, oh, he totally. Can, he's got timing. Yeah, that, yeah he's that, got timing and he knows what he's doing. Yeah. And he's putting on it, you know, and he's having fun. Too, he's having fun. Tell. He like, had a yeah, lot yeah. of fun with life. He really was someone who just had a lot of fun with life. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and I mean, you were always, I guess. I think so. Yeah. Close I was always, to him. Yeah. Oh, me and my dad. Yeah. We were yeah, always yeah, close. Yeah. We were, yeah. I would say we were always very close and very similar. So we would, we would just like, we did everything together. We exercised, we had fun, we fought, we, he taught me writing. I would argue with him. Yeah. We were just very, yeah. yeah. Were there ways that you related to him? Like, I should say in what ways that you related to him were different than, than the ways that you related to your mom? Yeah. So I would say that my dad. And was there competition? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it never felt like competition. It it was always just fully, I think that's why my parents' marriage worked so well, because they're just very different uh, people. My, I would say my dad and I have a very similar mental 
uh, brain. So I would say, uh, probably like I, we both, uh, live more inside of our brain, deal with more stuff that our brain is telling us. Uh, my mom, like my mom can make friends with anyone. I don't think she, she, her, she's just very like extroverted and empathetic and fun. My dad and I were perhaps a bit more introverted in our heads yeah. a little bit yeah, more. Yeah. Yeah. Does your brother does your brother favor your mother to, more? You think? <laughs> no, no. I I think it's a they just served very like if you had a heartbreak, you're like you go to mom, mom. to cry, and then you yeah. go to dad to tell you like here's how we're gonna handle this. Here's the right, facts right, of right, it. Right, here's right. the facts of this, and this is why you're not going back to this guy because yeah. look, this is look at this, and he would yeah. Here's this Abraham Lincoln quote, and here's why we're gonna and we're gonna go for a run and we're gonna move forward. Yeah. Um. But if you wanted to like cry, that you wouldn't go to my dad to yeah, to cry. Right. <laughs> so I think that they both just were uh they served very different purposes. One yeah. I, yeah. I think that's kind of a very classically gendered difference because totally. I, and I mean, it took me, it took me a long time of being a husband and a father to realize that when somebody comes to me and says, I have a problem, they're not saying, Fix it. hey, you run, you run a solution <laughs> in this, a solution business, right? Because I'll be like, all right, all right, first thing, you know, and I, and it's very linear. It's like, yes. okay, we're here and there's these problems. And we want to be here. So let's pick a straight line between here yes, and there yes. and get to work. And, totally. You know, and having to learn like, oh, no, no, that's not necessarily what but, they're asking for or even what's what's called, you know, what's called for. What, what's like the best thing to do, you know? Maybe. Yes. But I also think I struggled with, with that a lot when he died. I don't think I realized how much. I like I had to learn that for myself because I did rely I, I did rely I am an, I relied on him a lot for like well what do I do moving forward how do I get from here to there so I think when he was gone I was like oh I don't know how to get from here to there and now I got to figure that out yeah. I, I definitely relied on him very heavily as like a he had very very strong opinions and very uh, he knew he just kind of I, I valued his opinion and advice very strongly. To the point of probably not even creating my own yeah. quite as much, which I had to do over the years. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think that maybe he overdid it a little bit? I mean, I you know probably oh, yeah. or that I underdid it or yeah. whatever or whatever because like my I don't think my brother struggles with this, so it might have just been that I just leaned very heavily. So it was provo maybe I could have been better at being like, no, I'm going to put up a barrier, but I was just like, no, I still need this. Uh, yeah. 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 But definitely, I mean, I, like, and I even talk about it in the special, but I was late for my age. I mean, I should have been more further, like, uh, what's the word? Detached. But I just wasn't. I was yeah, still really yeah, attached. Yeah. Which Did, goes back to your point, maybe of the community, too, of, like, it was just growing up with so much family. It was like, yeah. 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 Well, and also detachment is a very modern concept. True. The notion that you detach from anybody. That's like, you know, 100 years ago. It's like, what are you talking about? I'm talking about. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's, you, stay in me you stay enmeshed forever. A you know? hundred years ago, and then for Greek people, that hasn't even happened yet. They're like, "What are you? <laughs> what are you talking about? Enmeshment? Yeah, yeah. No, it's yeah, called yeah, family." Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I, I always like so many. I just actually was at Disneyland yesterday with my girlfriend. And oh my god! And uh, I just saw like a, <laughs> like a family. It couldn't have been more perfect. Big multi generational family, and like four of them just. Arguing, arguing, arguing. 
And the dad, he looked like the dad of the whole bunch, had a shirt on that said, nothing's more important than family. (laughs) And I just was like, well, yes, but... There's also, there's some things, there's some, you know, there's some other concepts. It's not that simple. No. But anyway, have fun. Yeah. You know? Enjoy, enjoy the Mickey Mouse <laughs> yeah. ice cream. And, yeah, yeah. And the, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think that that is a newer concept and it was not that I will be the, like, my grandparents lived with us, like their grandparents lived with them. So yeah. this, this, me even living across the country is a big that's even different than anyone else in my family. Yeah. Do you still get the feeling that there are people that are like, what are you doing? Like, why, <laughs> why are you out there? Or, do, or is, is your success sort of. Yeah. I, I think that, I think, uh, yeah, I, I, I think people are cool with it, but it did take a while where people were yeah, like, yeah. what are you doing? Right. It's harder when you're just in the earlier stages where people can't see it, but you're feeling like you're growing, but the growth is not something that other people can see. You're like, yeah. instead of performing in a basement, I'm performing above ground. Right. And they're like, okay, yeah. how are you making money? So I think once, yeah, yeah. once, yeah, now does, I think people yeah, are Does cousin Nick have his own special? Yeah, no. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. Um. Well, now, do you, are you... Like in school, are you a funny kid? Are you like, you know, you know, because you're you're painting a picture of kind of an anxious kid, but you also, I mean, I I would have a hard time believing that you weren't kind of funny. I I don't know if I was an anxious kid. I I don't know if I was. Because I was so uh, stimulated, I guess. I was like just very busy. I was, I was. I ran track competitively. I danced every day of the week. So I would go to school, go to track, go to dance, come home and do homework. I think I had so much stuff that I don't know if I even had time to get too anxious. Wow. And then I think as the years, college, I think is when stuff kind of started to, my brain started to turn In your household, was it, were you just encouraged to just be that busy all the time, to be that I think so. I think so. Kind of like the videos. I mean, I think busyness was just a part of my life. It was very like, if we're not moving, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like even vacation was, we had a family come on vacation with us. And I remember afterwards them being like, we're never going on vacation with you again. (laughs) We didn't stop for lunch. And we, yeah, yeah. They were like, they couldn't believe it. Where we were like, what do you mean lunch? We don't do, it's vacation. Yeah, we have to see the sites. We have to go on the bus. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Was your dad, uh, I mean, do you think he was good at kind of encouraging you to, you know, as as his daughter, as opposed to his son, Mm. like, you know, pursuing your own way and and, you know, and kind of self-actualizing? Well, I think he he was always very I think he uh, if he grew up with the resources that he and my mom provided for me, I think he likely would have gone into a more creative field. So I think he was always very excited that I was pursuing this. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And then he was also always very uh, one foot in that and one foot in like, make sure you are stable and have stable income. So I always, always had a job. Like I never... I worked as a financial consultant right out of school in New York. Oh, wow. I was just, yeah, I was doing like crazy. Me and my friend were talking about this. Like, how did we get those jobs? How did we, con- at 23, how did we look someone in the face wearing slacks and being like, I'm passionate about revenue? 
Well, were you like people like, you know, in uh, advising people on investments and stuff? Yes. I was like, oh I was like advising businesses, Andy, not people. I was like going up in front of, it was like this, the school we went to just, I feel like the only jobs that came to the job school were like a consult, financial consultant or investment banker. An investment what, what banker. School, what school is it? I went to Middlebury in Vermont. Uh, okay. And so it was just like, there weren't a ton of like, I didn't know how to find a job. And it was like, if you're really smart at econ, you do finance. And if you're more of like on the liberal arts side, then you go into consulting. So yeah, I got a job as a financial consultant. I went to Tuck Business Bridge Program over that summer and like learned how to, <laughs> how money works. I, but I always <laughs> felt like I don't want to, this is, it was just like, no, this is just my day job so I can do the other stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is unfortunate for like what Coca Cola or whoever I did. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you? Th- I mean, do you think you did a good job, or do you think you were definitely? Kind of, yeah. I think that consulting is not like I think I thought I needed to know so much about finances, but actually, you just kind of have to be an outsider looking in. So, in fact, not knowing a lot about finance isn't for for the position I had was not terribly important versus looking at everything structurally and being like, what, how could we manage this better? So it's actually a really, I really liked the job. I just had to travel Monday through Thursday. uh, So Uh, it became not viable, but I I had a tough time leaving that job because I really did love it. I really loved it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Because that's amazing because I, money, I don't understand. I still (laughs) don't understand it. And I mean, and it's just, uh, but I'm terrible with math. Like I was the same way, like math, it just, I just never could get it. Just could never get it. It just never made any sense to me. And I'm hmm. still kind of that way. You know, like when someone explains to me like my options with my life insurance, right. I'm like, I'll think, okay, I got it. And then I realize like three minutes later, I forgot I what you it. said. <laughs> well, what was that? Uh, you know, uh, totally. Yeah. And- Especially, yeah, insurance and like annuities. There, there's a lot of stuff that uh, APR. There's a lot right. of confusing stuff that does feel confusing by design. Because once I went to this business program, I'm like, this is like not that complicated. I think they're, right. they're just it's it, there's this like it feels complicated. But once yeah, you're looking yeah, at yeah. it, like, this, and my mom was a math teacher, so I think my brother's an engineer, so I think math was. Oh, you had it, yeah. In the you home, had yeah. I had a private teacher. I think if. Maybe if my mom wasn't an actual math teacher, I might have also struggled. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Can't you tell my love's a growing? When did you start to think like that you're going to be funny for a living? 
Well, so in college, I started doing improv a lot, and I loved that and sketch. Was there and, a group at school that just yeah. like an extracurricular thing? Or, yeah, Middlebrow yeah. was the name of my group. And oh, because of Middlebury. Yeah, Middlebury, Middlebrow, Highbrow, Lowbrow. Oh, come on. Boy. Come on. Crazy with the K. And I, I had just gone so hard into track, and I, I had mentally not felt that well. And then I got to improv, and I just remember feeling like, oh, okay, it's going to start making sense now. I love this group. I love how I feel when I'm here. Yeah. Um, we didn't know what we were doing. We, we were really—it was always like, either we're going to be funny tonight or not. It never felt like we had it. Like, uh, Yeah. Yeah, but so anyway, I don't know if I thought I could do it as a career. I knew I liked it. And then I gave my graduation speech and I wrote a lot of jokes in it. And I remember feeling after that, like, ooh, this could be, this stand up could be fun because it felt a bit like stand up. Yeah. Um, But I don't know if I ever thought it was going to be a viable, like, I still was like, I got to get this finance job and do this a bit as a hobby to figure out. Right. I didn't have any model of like, how do you make this? a career? How do you make this financially viable? So I don't know if I I thought it, but I wanted to. Were you high in your class? Is that why you gave a speech? No, I was, it was a. Or did everybody give a speech? Is that (laughs) No, but you had to, you had to like audition. So it was more of an audition process versus uh, versus grades. I see. But it is funny because when you say you give the speech, everyone just kind of assumes you're the valedictorian. And I I don't always correct them. If they don't ask, I'm like, sure, yeah, sure, right, sure, uh-huh. right, of course, and of then you course. Quickly on your phone, what's a valedictorian? What's a val- how to spell valedictorian? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, were you running track in college too? Yeah, yeah, oh, I wow. ran. I ran track my my freshman year. What was your What was your area? Distance, I was a sprinter. Sprinter. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so fun. I did the one, two, three, four. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I loved it. Yeah, I loved yeah. sprinting. Sprinting, and yeah. Was yeah. it? Were you good enough to? Uh, did you have a scholarship, or were you? No, yeah. um, but I was all American in high school, and I would say that it certainly helped me get into college. Like I would say it was right. part of it, but I didn't get a scholarship. I wasn't that. Yeah, yeah. I was a scholarship good, and then yeah. But, but that's a. I mean, you know, that's a very sort of. You know, it's an upper echelon of of of. of Students to become actual student athletes and you know totally be competitive still through college. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you, there's no uh, pros though. That's the only thing with track. You're not you know. There's no pros. Uh, like pro, you, you go pro. Yeah, you go pro. There's no MLB. There's you no can go pro. NFL for you can go pro. It's just your your. Uh, an Olympic, you just yeah, go to the yeah, Olympics yeah. and it's like, and you sell shoes and what, and you sell yeah, shoes yeah, 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 yeah. and you wear your sports bra and you take your pictures, <laughs> <laughs> then you get some free gear from ASICS. But look, yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, well, yeah. when, uh, what made you, I mean, when did you start to really feel like you could quit this job that you, that you could quit the, the money job and kind of start? I was, it was not. I would say it was not that I had enough career success in comedy that that made me feel I could quit. It was more this realization, if I stay, I can't keep going in this other direction. I see. So it was more just like, because again, I'm traveling Monday through Thursday, living in different cities, and then getting back for three days. It just was, it wasn't viable. And that was Um, for how many years you did that? Just, I eked by in one, because my dad kept, he was adamant about like, 
just give it a year. Give it a year. And yeah, I think yeah. I crawled across the line. I gave it, uh, but I was terrified to quit. I was really scared to quit. But I had a, I got it before I quit. I got a waitressing job. So I knew like, you know, so it was just going to be, I was just going to be making money instead of through consulting through. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going to keep doing the same stuff, just take a, a different job. It's, it's, I mean, I did the, I did similar. Uh, but for me, it was just work in film production, which I yep. didn't, you know, make a lot of money at. But, you know, you can't you can't commit to a show that where there's rehearsals and where you're trying to come right. up with a script together and then get a job on a commercial that you're like, well, for two weeks, you won't be able to see me because I'll be right. Busy. So I had to stop doing that and got a, ta- you know, a job waiting tables and stuff yep. and, and moved furniture a little bit. But um but yeah, it's it is. It's like where because you, you're not going and you can't. You're not telling your parents, uh, you know, I got a job on a TV show. You're right. saying I just am. I have to leave my schedule open to see what happens with this incredible long shot. Which I will say, that's got to be. Yeah, that's the thing that I think is the. That's it's a hard leap. It's a really hard. Like even when I make those micro leaps, still it's just hard. It's hard when you have to make the. You always want to be like making the clear decision where you're like, oh, it's obvious. Everyone would see this and they're like, well, now, yeah, you're working at this TV show or something. But sometimes, yeah, I feel it is about leaving space open. And that's just a scarier decision to justify to yeah, family members. Right, who are, right. Yeah. But you were young enough, too. That's the other that's thing. That's true. Like, that's true. You know, I do. You know, anybody that's worried, anybody that's, I'd say, younger than 30 yeah. It's like, oh, I can't do this. Like, no, you can. You it's can. A, you it'll can. be okay. Yeah, and yeah, it'll yeah. be harder later. It'll. Yes. It's only going to get harder. So yes, yes. Do it absolutely. now. Yeah. And I do. I'm sure you felt this way too. But I remember the. I felt very light. I felt like the minute I was waitressing, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I don't have this heavy. Like I was carrying such a heaviness with me all the time when I was at that other job because I was like going against what I wanted to yeah. do, which isn't a I, good. That's not a good feeling. Yeah, and I think also too, you you can't get away from thinking. This is me for the rest of my life. Yes. Like this is like the this this times 40 years. Like is that what I want? Is that Totally. Uh, and that the 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 weight of that is just like ugh. And I think like it there's there's like validity to that. It's like why be in something you don't like that's that's it. It's like I just if this isn't what I want with my life then why am I then why am I here? Yeah. Why am why am I here? It didn't yeah. make sense to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, how long before you feel like, okay, this is making sense. Like, I'm not just like, you know, scared, waiting tables, wondering, uh, I wonder if they'll have me back as a yeah. financial consultant. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, I... Well, it was a bit choppy because I was waitressing for a while, doing live shows, feeling like I was getting some traction in terms of being booked more as a stand-up. Yeah. Um, going through the UCB program. But then my dad got sick and then I moved home. Yeah. And then I would say it wasn't until after he died that I felt that I started to feel like, okay, this yeah. is but also with him dying, I was like, Well, I don't care. This is what I'm doing. It was so clear to me, like, oh my God, we have so little time. This is all a, this is all so quick. What a, of course, I'm just so then I think I started going a little bit harder once he yeah. passed away because I was just like, I just saw how quickly it can all go. So I stopped being maybe so, so scared or. Yeah. Or, yeah. 
You talk about that phone call in the show and, you know, just recap it a little bit for us here. Yeah. So. Well, where, uh, are you? At, are you at home? Are you? Right. So apartment? the details of it are I was I was living in this apartment with the dogs that peed and it was with yeah. three roommates and it was like sort of a chaotic, fun apartment. But that day I was moving out of that apartment to move in with one of my best friends. And I was still at the stage where my parents were coming to help me move. So my parents were coming to help me move. My stuff was kind of in boxes. My room was kind of emptied out. And um, I got a call, like, we'll be there in three hours. We just hit the road. And then I got a call, like, five minutes later. And I just knew it. And I picked up. And my mom was screaming. And my dad was sort of like, it's okay. I'm quite, like, he was kind of, and my, I just heard, yeah, like, my mom say, basically. My, I, knew, I knew my dad had had headaches. And I knew that he had gone for an MRI that morning. They wanted to go before going to New York. Wow. And they just, the minute. The minute they saw the MRI, said, you got to turn around and come back because Jim has a brain tumor. And um, Oh, my God. They were on the road on the way to come. Wow. To me. Yeah. And so, and they, yeah, they just called sort of, yeah, basically panicked. Um, and my brother was in the city at the time. And it was like, uh, I don't think we knew yet how, how, how bad it was. Yeah. But we knew we should get home. So I, these amazing friends just took my, helped bring my stuff or helped me maybe get movers to get my stuff to my new apartment. My brother and I and, and his now wife, Megan, went home and we were just like, let's just go home. Let's just go home for the weekend, maybe even. I don't remember yeah. what I packed. And then yeah. once we got to the hospital that night, it became clear it was, it was terminal. And so I just, I didn't go back. And then I stayed wow. home. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yep. And so his, it was just a series of headaches. I mean, were they... Sort of. It was a series of headaches and then some confusion, I'd say. Um, And there was this one. So a lot of headaches, um, which I don't like saying because I feel people get panicked about it. They're intense headaches consistently. Yeah. And then also he was seeing things, basically. And we didn't really we thought my dad drove a lot for his job, so he would get tired. But one time he saw cars. He was like, it was so weird. Cars were coming at me uh, Mm. when I was on the road and. We were like, okay, that, and so that's, I, that's, that's around when he got the MRI because it felt like, yeah. well, something is off here. And then all that just heightened basically uh, yeah. as the disease went on. Do you, when you go home and there's a situation that you're faced with, do people kind of, are they handling it? Are some people handling it? Are others not? Oh, it was a very immediate, I would say, uh, shift. I think like it became very clear, like, okay, my brother and I are going to be, uh, in, in charge here a bit, um, because my dad was, he was not able to, and my mom was really scared, uh, because she was just, she'd been with my dad, the only person she'd ever been with. And they had said, it was just, she couldn't, I would say she was just really scared. So, yeah, I, I, be, we very quickly kicked into just like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna. Everyone was, and we had such a beautiful community and neighbors and family, but yeah. it, it was not like, it was certainly not like my dad was like, and my mom were like, we got this, don't worry about. It, it was not. It was very like, okay, uh, Mark and I, my brother and I were like, we gotta, we gotta help out here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is your dad? Do you feel like your dad is? working hard to put everyone, you know, to put people at ease, 
you know? Do you, I don't think so. Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. Um, no, I don't think so. I think he, no, I, I think <laughs> probably not. I think if he did that, he would have, he would have been like, all good. <laughs> like, go do, like, he was, yeah. no, I don't think he, I think he was, he was scared and, and, and wanted to just try to make the best of this time we had together. And he was, he was upfront with everyone about how scared he was. Mm, not necessarily. Yeah. But you can tell when someone's, uh, not like, uh, it's terrifying. It's, it's terrifying. There's no way you can't be scared. You're every month. We'd sit in a car and drive to see how much the tumor grew. So yeah. it was just like, it's like you're just, death is like looming all the time. Yeah. So, but when I asked him at a certain point if he was scared, he, yeah, he just said like um, a little, uh, uh, and then I asked like what he wanted, what he would want with more time. And he said, I would just want to keep doing what we're doing. And so that to me was like, okay. Yeah. Then that's a win. Then we just keep doing this. Then we just keep doing it. But it's it's a it was a crazy experience to be I, that yeah. close to death because when you're that cl- you feel it. It's like we're now death is like so close to all of us in a way in a way that I just had never even I was young. I had never even considered. I and then to look at it, yeah, every day and feel it looming or coming closer. Yeah, that I felt like I escaped death when he died because it was like. That's how I felt. It was like we were all so close and enmeshed that it was almost like, okay, I was very close to death too, and now I, it's going to come yeah, for me eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Death was imminent, but now it's gone. There for know, now. Yeah, yeah. For now, so, yeah. Did he ever have any, you know, like kind of conversations with you where he really kind of divulged like how he was feeling about it or did he all just, yeah, he just kind of kept that to himself. No. Yeah. There was one uh, moment which we ended up cutting from the show, but there was, yeah, no, he, there was one time where, um, again, cause I talk about how like, I didn't get that goodbye. Like he was just not talking yeah. about it. There was no, there yeah. was none of that, uh, talking about exactly how he was feeling necessarily. Um, yeah. but yeah, one time I, we went to this wedding and, uh, he was really sick and in a wheelchair and he, like I was like carrying him in home and we're like sitting on his bed and I just said like oh dad like I, I wish you could be at my wedding and he just said like I will be there and that was kind of the end of the discussion and so for yeah, me yeah. that was like he's gonna be with me and he knows that and yeah. that's enough uh, yeah 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 but at the time I wanted more I wanted so much more I wanted right I wanted like that thing you were saying you do it like I wanted like but how do I get from here to here without yeah. you how do I get from right, and right, it was right. like that I wasn't gonna because it wasn't yeah that was no longer yeah he yeah yeah and yeah. because it was about him too it was like you know totally he didn't have it to, to, to he didn't have advice for himself totally because I mean, why would you because why would you and all yeah. of a sudden yeah you're it's and he was so fit it just was I think not in the, any of our realm, when none of us had even thought that that was a possibility. Yeah. 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 Now you, you describe, yeah, I mean, you talk so beautifully about just kind of in the show about just sort of the ritual and the routine that you guys had. Yeah. Uh, where he just, you know, it was just a matter of just spending time together, you know, totally. going for a walk together while he could still kind of walk. 
Yep. And uh, and I'm, you know, that it's it's such a nice. I mean, did he have that? Do you think that he had that mostly with you, or did he have that with your brother and your mom too? Did they, you know? Yeah, I think that he. Ha- I mean, during the sickness, it was with all of us all the time, yeah. all the time. But uh, that was, I would say, I guess he had it with everyone, but me and him towards the like a later chapter of my life because my brother's three years older than me. So for a while, when it was just me in the house and my dad, that was the exercise together became very much our thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, and yeah. how long? How long did it take him to pass away? One year. One year. So it was just so a very were, intense you were year. Back home the full time. Yeah. Yeah, I would go back and of... forth. I would I would pop into New York every now and again to like see friends or maybe do a show here and there. But mostly I was I was at home, and I was always so scared when I was gone that yeah. something. Could, was that it was like very to, yeah. What was it like to do shows while this is going on? Well, I I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, I I didn't do stand-up during. So I probably did, like, improv. That was just a way of having fun and and sort of escaping a bit. I didn't go back to stand-up until after he died and I started talking about it because that's what felt weird. I couldn't... Improv was never about real life, but stand-up always was, yeah. and that for a while just felt like, I can't talk yeah, how about can you this get without and talking say, hey. about this. Yeah, yeah. the people yeah. who were with their two-drink minimum say, here's what I'm going through, everybody. Yeah. Right. It's yeah, like they no. don't, but I I do remember any time I went to the city, it was like, uh, yeah, I just I do just remember the stark diff, just the feeling of like I I can't like it's it's heavy at home, it's heavy, things are yeah. heavy, um, and just feeling like okay, I can breathe for a second while I'm here, um, but knowing that time was knowing I didn't know how much time was left was always like I got to get back because yeah. it could be quick, yeah. When he. When he passed away, how long, how long did it take to where you felt like, and I I mean, obviously, you know, you're going to be processing it forever, but where you felt like, okay, I can go back to quote unquote, my life again. No, I don't think I had a life. I don't think I had a life. Like, I think that that's a big part of it was like, I don't think I had a life outside of my parents in a big way. I think. I think my home was always home, uh, my parents' home. My, like, vacations were always with my family. So I think it really was just more of, like, oh, okay, that is, like, that's gone. And your mom is, that, that, everything that was sort of with that life is gone. So now it's time to build. I would say once I moved to L.A. is when I felt like I built a life I I love. I did did it. I, I do feel like, okay, this is, this feels nice, and I have a life in a community that, that I love, including parts that I was building while my dad was alive, but it never felt like I was going back to my life because I, I don't, I didn't have a full one. I would say, right, yeah. right. Did, yeah. Now, uh, your boyfriend. Were you guys together when this when this happened? No, but we did know each other. Um, yeah, we knew each other. Yeah, from comedy and stand up and open mics, and then we we started dating once I got back to the city. Yeah, did he, I mean, was he sort of with you through the process of your dad passing away at all? Not necessarily, a bit, a bit, but not, uh, we weren't, yeah, we weren't fully together during it. Yeah, but he was, yeah. 
And you moved you moved separate to L.A. from him, didn't you? If I Correct. remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I moved what, here what first. Caused, what caused? I mean, why why did you leave? What was the impetus for for moving out here? Well, my I had I had not been repped for a while, and so I was just kind of doing New York, and then. I got representation and they were all in LA and they were just like, well, if, if you're prioritizing acting and, and you don't care quite as much about live, then you might as well come out here. And at that point, that's, that's where I felt. I was like, all right, yeah, I can still do live shows while I'm out here, but I don't need to be New York. I think the real benefit is just the quantity of shows you can do. And at that point I wasn't doing, I had already made this show and I'd put this show on ice for a second. So I was like, yeah, let me come out there. Okay. And I was ready for a change. I was really ready for a change, too. New York was yeah. was wearing me down, and I was so happy to be in the sun and to be at a bit of a calmer pace of life. Yeah. When At what point did you start to think, like, that your processing of your dad's death was going to—there was a show there that you were going to do as a show? Well, kind of to your point of, like— you can't drop in on people's like two drink minimum, like dropping the checks yeah. right away. Pr- soon into doing material about this, I realized if I really want to do this, I have to make it a show so people know what they're getting. So people are coming to a black box to see this show versus a comedy club right. where I'm just dropping in. So, which I kind of talk about in the show, but I started doing this like months after he months after he first passed. It was a different version, but his first joke's the same. The last joke's, this, the last big number's the same. The running's the same. Yeah. So it, I was very like, I think caged up and I had all this, th- this stuff I wanted to say and share. And so it became a show rather quickly. Yeah. How much of it, of doing a show like this for you, how much of it was art and how much of it was therapeutic? Like how much of it was, I need to tell this and then, but also because your, your art is taking your life and putting it on stage mm-hmm. and making people laugh with it. You know, that's just, so of course, when this, something like this happens, what when anything happens, you know, if you had been in a motorcycle accident, you'd be talking about that, you know? Totally. You know? Yeah. I don't know how separate they are for me. I think for at least up until this stage for me, art has always been very therapeutic. It's been, and that feeling I got when I got to that improv group at Middlebury was like, thank God this feels, this, I I wasn't living well. I wasn't feeling well. And now I, I feel like, okay, I, I, I belong and this feels good. So I think for me, always art has been this like, pocket of like I can let stuff out whether it's a serious blog or a mom video I mean those mom videos even were therapeutic because I was spending so much time as an adult with my mom I I was she was living with me because she was super down and couldn't live in the house anymore so I was like a grown adult with her mom living with her in New York City so that's where the so those videos are as therapeutic as this show is they're just different types so I I I think that it's, yeah, uh, one and the same in, in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, I could see. Not, I mean, when you put it that way, that your mom was living with you in sorrow and in grief that like, yeah, I can see where you'd need to like yeah. her, her rearranging your closet. to be like, <laughs> I need to put this on a video because I had to get it out. I had to get, get it out of my out, closet, mom. Yeah. Right. In yeah, order yeah, to yeah. right, In order to still be a, a, a yeah. Kind yeah. human. It's almost like a way that I can, yeah, handle things. Is okay yeah. if I'm if I'm dealing with it in this way. Then 
Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I love about art and acting is like, oh, to be able to to live in someone else's shoes even is like, okay, I'm processing something through the lens of this character, through this person in a way that's really, yeah. yeah. At the end of the special, you say, this is the last time I'm doing this. Like yeah. that, that, that the, the actual filming of it marks an end of the life of this show. Yes. And what was that feeling like? I mean, I like. Is, is it good? Is it bittersweet? Uh, I would say I when I first started sort of doing that ending, I would I would fully weep every time. And the last time I ever did it, the second taping of the night, I I really wept. I don't know. I think I thought when I moved to LA that like I was I I I had let go. But I think this show was a way that like I still hadn't quite yet. And then revisiting this show really helped me. I would say, take the final step of like, it's my turn. I got to go. It's my life now. I got to, I, I have to let go of this. I have to let go of this and I have to now move forward with my own life um, yeah. with my dad alongside me, of course. And like I say in the show, with the starting point being here because of where he brought me. But I think it was really sad at first, but it's also good and, and uh, time and it's exciting and it makes me feel like, Okay, now I don't I don't know what's next, but it's going to be instead of like maybe like running from something or healing from something, it's like just growing and, and being and existing yeah. without maybe so much of a heaviness in a backpack. So that that right. feels kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been processed. It's there. And, you know, right. And it's there. Also, it's like it's there. Really, it's yeah. there. It's on tape. It's like totally. It's, it's, it's there. It's, you can look at it again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I will. <laughs> I, don't blame I don't think I will. I don't, but um, but I don't it's like there for other people. Myself ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, other people can look at it, but um, but yeah, uh, and it really was. I felt like when I was doing that show, I was hanging with my dad, so it did feel like okay. Even backstage, it was always like we're going out there together, and so even that element, it's that will be a loss. But um, but yeah, he's everywhere. You, that's the thing. It's like he's yeah. everywhere, so it's not. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, what is next for you? I know you just said you don't know what's next, but you got to have some ideas or you got to have some ideas of what you want to do, you know, and, and yeah. you know, not even necessarily show business, you know, right. life, you know, life. Well, I move do on to a boat, you know, yeah, yeah, learn to yeah. fly a helicopter, things yeah. like that. I, I couldn't want to do either of those things less, um, but <laughs> I just, yeah, but no, I feel really, I do feel really excited to like, I do think a lot of my life was like, okay, we got to like get out of this job and get towards this thing, or we got to like go home and help, or we got to move on from grief, or we got like, it does feel good to feel like, no, my task is to live and to, yeah. I, I really love my friends here and my community here. And I'm like going to Big Bear in October and I'm with my friends. And I'm really excited for that. And like, it just feels nice to I don't know, maybe just uh, feel a bit more like I can be present uh, yeah. in a way. But also, I am I love acting, and I'm, I'm excited to be acting and continue acting, both in stuff that I write and I don't write. Yeah. yeah. All right, do you have, like, uh, definite projects that you're out there Yes, if, you if you're not watching, you should be watching Flatbush Misdemeanors Season 2, the 
season finale is this week. I play oh, Sydney that's on. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I play Sydney I on the show. I haven't seen it, but I know. That, but I, yeah, I, I. You gotta watch. Things are I've cooking seen, up. I've seen and, you. I've seen you selling it on uh, and your you know various instant. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's a great it's a great show. And that show has been such a joy to be on. Just chock full of so many New York comedians who are so funny that every it felt like Conan. It's like everyone there is really funny and it's just a fun. Tell tell people where they can see it. So you can watch that on Showtime. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, it, It streams every every episode streams on Friday and airs on Showtime TV on Sundays. And then, yeah, moving forward, I have a me and my friend Mae Wilkerson, who directed the stage version of this show early on. We have a movie that we wrote with 42 production companies that we're taking out, and we are taking out a pilot right now. So, yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Well, good yeah. luck on all of that. Thanks. And people yeah. always ask, like, like uh, you're going to keep with your family? I'm like, no, my family's done. <laughs> my family will never show up in my art again. They've been, they've been, yeah, they've been... But yeah, they're getting a break. My family's getting a break. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, what do you, I mean, um, I mean, you kind of do a show about telling us about what you've learned uh, about this. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, what, what would you want people to take away from just kind of your, you know, I mean, you're young, you're, you know, you, but, you know, what, what you, the path that you followed up until now, what what would you like people to take away from it? Mm. Well, gosh, yeah. Um, I guess maybe twofold is like really trying to get good at trusting your gut and following your gut, um, because it it choosing your gut over fear. I think has if yeah. I could look back. I was just so so scared to take some of those leaps. And it was like, no, it's okay. Your gut knows what, it's okay. Fear is normal. If you're feeling fear, that's okay. And the importance of community and, and people. Uh, you, can't, you can't go it alone. You need friends and you need uh, people in your life who you love and who love you and who you look forward to seeing. That's fully outside of anything you're doing or creating that you can just um, be yourself with them. I think that's like something maybe we take for granted when we're younger, when you have so many like family and friends you've known for so long. It's, that's something I think that really is still important in adulthood. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And and you got to, it's more work to keep it up. It is. It is. Cause you're not at track practice or dance yeah. or you're, you're scheduling hangs and yeah, you got to water your friendships, but that's, that's what's, I don't know. I, yeah. Like, like we always say, family and friends are the most important <laughs> thing. <laughs> who else are you going to scream at? Who, who else's else? buttons who are else? you, do you know so, where to push? Where to push and they can't leave you because yeah. they're blood. They yeah. love you. Yeah. They love you. Always and hurt the people who love you the love most. love you most because they're yeah, legally bound to you. They yeah. can't. They can't if they tried. They're too young. <laughs> Oh, well, on that note, uh, (laughs) on that warm and fuzzy familial note, uh, thank you so much for for taking the time. Uh, No Bad Days is on Peacock. Uh, Now uh, it's a great show. I I recommend every, I I insist every time. I recommend, I insist (laughs) that uh, you, you go check it out. And, uh, and I hope to see you soon around campus. Yeah. Yeah. Same. It's good to see you. And thank you, all of you out there, uh, for tuning in again. 
to the three questions. I'll be back next week. Bye. I've got a big, big love for you. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco and Earwolf production. It is produced by Lane Gerbig, engineered by Marina Pice, and talent produced by Galitza Hayek. The associate producer is Jen Samples, supervising producer Aaron Blair, and executive producers Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco, and Colin Anderson and Cody Fisher at Earwolf. Make sure to rate and review The Three Questions with Andy Richter on Apple Podcasts. Can't you tell my love's a growing? Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.